You're listening to Screening in Kingston right here on CFRC. Don't forget that right now is the CFRC funding drive. For all the information on how you can contribute to your local radio station, visit CFRC.ca. Without help from people just like you, great programming like Screening in Kingston wouldn't be here. We know times are hard right now, but every little bit helps. Visit CFRC.ca to participate in this year's funding drive for some great prizes and so much more. And now, Screening in Kingston. Welcome back to Screening in Kingston, week three of four for the movie club. Let's do a quick check-in with the panel on how everyone's feeling. Nicole, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. Uh, I think that it's... I, all the movies so far have had a very similar theme of like noir, dark, horror. And uh, yeah, that's just something I've noticed. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Tyler? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, it's like I was happy that this was going to be a short movie as like I'm going into the weekend because I didn't have much time to watch a movie. But then after watching it, I felt like I really needed to watch Eraserhead in order to be able to completely understand what I was getting into. So I ended up watching collectively a two-hour movie anyway so that's good there you go there you go and what about you taylor i wonder if we'll have any um listeners after this movie club concludes like if we've lost (laughs) all of our listenership well i can say we've certainly lost the return responses for uh for movie club i would say this week was the lowest amount of returned responses and the lowest amount of votes cast we still got some but yeah i think uh, a lot of people bailed on this one (laughs) (laughs) sorry mike i wonder if they gave it a try or if they just were like no skip this one yeah, I would imagine some people skipped it because it was short and they were like, whatever, I'll tune in and they'll talk about it. Because in, in a one hour podcast, we can probably recount most of that film. We could literally. <laughs> can you? Like, we could what literally, even happened? We could literally, like, reenact it and still have You know what? Time. You know what? Taylor, you're absolutely right. We could reenact the movie and we'd still have time to do it three more times and then probably still talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh no. And there's technically we- <laughs> four characters. There's technically four characters, it's right? Because you you've got the investigator, you've you've got Jack, you've got whoever dropped off their food or cup coffee or whatever they delivered, and then the chicken. Yep. Yes. We so, talked about Yeah, so there you go. You've got uh we've got four characters, four people. It would work. Fun fact, the the waitress is David Lynch's wife in real life, I read. Really? That's, oh, that's what I read. Nice. Oh, there you go. That's nice that she would she would do this. Yeah. I mean, he he wrote, produced, directed, starred in this. Set design? Mm-hmm. Did he do the set design? He did set design he did. and he also helped build it. He no. also did editing, I I read cuz I and saw that too. Sound yeah. mixing as well. Yeah, he did sound mixing, and then so uh, this is a true passion. Project. Oh yeah, it's like, and even he's used to this stuff. Like even in Eraserhead, he was credited for the like visual effects. He oh. was, yeah, and I'm like, I had no idea. I'm like, wow, that's well, impressive. When you, when you look at the baby, you're like, I could have made that baby. I, I don't know. It's like when I looked at that baby, I was like, "That's gross." That was my first <laughs> and and pretty much only thought. <laughs> well, like, well, we're gonna like, the. The woman's paper mache cheeks. I could have done that. 
Yeah, okay, that was a little bit easier to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna crack open this coconut on this episode. That's what we're gonna do. So All we're right. gonna talk about David Lynch a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know he was responsible for this week's movie club film. What did Jack do? Um, so we'll talk about that. As I said, we have very little from our fans. Um, so uh, we're it's gonna be just the four of us working our way through this. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be so good oh another fun fact is i was i was like i have to watch the credits for this movie because i'm sure they'll be interesting and um jack cruz plays jack cruz and just like a note jack cruz is the monkey and jack cruz's wardrobe is by tracy bernadotte at pampered primates i just thought i just thought that was precious (laughs) so there you go yeah well he, he was very dapper Mm-hmm. I can't right. wait to hear what you guys think of it. I'm Me so neither. Excited. I'm I'm ready. I'm Let's dive. Let's so dive into excited. this. So <laughs> excited. Um, yeah. I mean, I I guess I should say something about picking this movie um, and why. Um, I I googled experimental films available on Netflix, um, and when I saw David Lynch's name, I thought, okay, it's someone I recognize. I've seen some of his work. Um, mixed feelings about him, but like I can appreciate him as as an artist and as a creator and as someone who, you know, has passion projects. So I thought, okay, whatever. I didn't actually discover until after we released and started the movie club that it was 17 minutes long. Like I, I didn't even know. Like I didn't look. I think Taylor made some offhand comment, like it's a short one. And I think he even said, "Yeah, haha." And then I was like, "What do you mean? What does she mean?" I wonder. And then I looked, and it was seventeen minutes. You thought I was like making a joke? Like yeah, I thought you were just making a joke, and it was on air. So I was like, "Haha, Taylor!" Like funny, funny joke. But like yeah, they're all gonna be short, I'm sure. Uh, and then I looked it up, and it was seventeen minutes long. I was like, "Oh wow, she she was right. It's short. That's what she meant." Um, so I knew nothing. I knew nothing going into this and i just picked it because i wanted us to have something from netflix i when i was reading about like i know david lynch so when i saw his name i was like well great like that that'll work it'll be something something interesting um and then you know it happened and we watched it and like i'm like sweating over here talking about this movie already really dress this is okay because this is what i want to i i have to say this (laughs) i have switched between an emotional indifference to this film and anger those are the two okay. emotions that I've, I've literally, like, when I watched it, I turned it off and went, nothing. I, I got nothing. I don't, whatever. This passed it over, move on with my life. But then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, no, now I'm getting angry for some reason. Um, I don't 100% know why. And, like, I'm actually sweating right now talking about this. Oh so, gosh. anyway, someone else talk about this movie, and then we'll get to me. But any initial thoughts from anybody? I want everyone to vote. I want to see if people can predict if I liked this movie or not. Mm. I'm going to say, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to say that you liked it because you like David Lynch. Do you like David Lynch, though? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm a bad friend. Never mind. Forget me. I... Only because you're making us guess, I'm going to say you you liked it. Yeah, that would have been my go-to as well. It's like the monkey was cute. I, I like it's hard to argue despite the despite the mouth. It's like uh, the 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 monkey was cute. So I I'm gonna go with yes. I loved the zaniness. Like I was laughing out loud. 
literally out loud. Yeah. I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Be- I hope so because I am laughing. I laughed for two reasons. A, some of it was funny. And then B, I, <laughs> I got so much joy thinking about Mike watching this. i just like just literally like watching it and thinking mike has to watch this yeah it's so funny like i literally did it to himself yeah he did himself dirty as i was saying (laughs) prior to filming um I will. So no, wait a minute. Hold on. So did you like the movie or did you like the thought of me having you watch it? Both. Both. <laughs> okay. I thought it was great. I am um, a, a David Lynch fan. I'm a, a big Twin Peaks fan. Um, mm. I think his film can be hit or miss. Uh, I think this may be a miss for him, but I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was zany. I think you have to go in with a sense of whimsy when watching a David Lynch movie and you have to know that his um, filmmaking is very much like dream sequences. Like his, his film is like if you were watching a David Lynch dream, Mm -hmm. it's like dream logic. You know what I mean? So if you're like watching the dialogue, you're like, if that happened in a dream, that would make sense. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, is anybody else here a David Lynch fan? Like, do you guys would you guys consider yourselves like a a loyal Lynch fan? Like, I uh, before this movie, I'd only seen uh, Mulholland Drive, and mm-hmm. I loved Mulholland Drive. I was a really big fan. So, was like going into it, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting to see more David Lynch. And then I kind of watched the movie, and similar to Mike, it was just kind of like it, like it was like watching like a train go by, and I'm just afterwards, I'm just sitting there, kind of like, huh. Okay, um, maybe I need to know more about David Lynch. So then I went and watched Eraserhead. And then that actually was the thing that kicked me from being similarly, like not really caring about the film to actually kind of being angry at it. Because <laughs> like, I was, I looked at Eraserhead. And I was like, yeah, like that. That's what I want. <laughs> Do like, like that one. <laughs> um, but yeah. That, that train metaphor is really good. That's really good because... That's exactly what happened. It kind of happened. But then, you know, like you see something go by and then like hours later, you're like, wait, did someone yell something from the window? Like, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Like, did something, wait, did I miss something? Like now that I'm thinking back on it, there's these things. And like, it just made me mad. It got me angry and angry. And and Taylor, you would have loved me watching this because I I was completely, I don't even know. I was like, what is happening? Like I was completely. (laughs) I'm like like, watching. I'm watching the monkey talk and I'm like, it's hilarious that Mike has to watch this monkey talk. And I'm sure if I had recorded myself watching this, it would have been everything you hoped and dreamed because I'm sure I reacted in that way. And that's where the, that's where the emotional detachment came. Cause I was, I was kind of like getting weird. And I think I yelled out loud in my apartment by myself, what is going on here? And then when the movie ended, I actually turned it off and went, eh whatever <laughs> like it was like such an emotional shift it's like i was it's like i was going up and down in my emotional scale like throughout the whole movie and then afterwards and i was like trying to convince myself no it's fine like it's fine everything's good it's all fine and then later it's like it's not fine and then like <laughs> so uh oh, so nicole are you a david lynch fan i don't think i've actually seen any of david lynch's movies i i think like you, Tyler, I've seen Mulholland Drive, but I didn't finish it because I didn't like it. Oh. But I, I mean, I, I, 
I know his visual art, weirdly enough, and I mm. do actually like his visual art a lot. And, like, in this context, I actually really liked this short film because I found it hilarious. And just, it's, I don't know, you, do you guys know when you go to a museum, and it's probably like my snob is coming out. Like, when you go to the AGO or a museum and you're, like, on the contemporary art floor and then he, they have, like, these dark rooms with projections happening, like, short films and mm -hmm. stuff like that. This yeah. is so what this reminded me of. And this is 155% something that I would love to just sit in a museum watching over and over again. And interestingly enough, it was commissioned by um, – what was it? It was, like, commissioned by a modern art – museum or something like that in the at the end you you'll see um, it's a french yeah thing. it's like it's like a designer i think i'll have to look it up but i just i really enjoyed it i thought it was hilarious and it was just ridiculous just like the 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 non sequiturs mm. just yeah it was great i liked it i had a good time nice <laughs> so, like I'm saying, I like literally don't know what else other than I had fun. It's hard when it's only 17 minutes. I don't have a lot of experience with short film, so I don't know like what makes a good short for film or what makes a bad short film. I mean, I thought this had a very coherent storyline. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like I'm trying yeah. to think. Like, like, <laughs> Was it technically well made? I mean, what goes in to a good short film? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm with I just I don't know. I I don't know any of you. I don't know any of you <laughs> other than maybe a little bit of Tyler. I don't know any of you. I don't understand I I just I don't even know what to say. This is the worst podcast ever because I don't know what to say. I've been sitting here humming and humming and like pulling out my hair listening to all of you talk what about What makes this. you angry? It's like I don't even know. It's, I am angry. Yeah, so so Mike, I believe this is the perfect opportunity to use the phrase. It feels like you're taking crazy pills. It feels like I'm taking crazy pills over here. <laughs> you didn't like, find it like at all that at all hilarious that this monkey was sitting across no, the Nicole, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't find it hilarious. I didn't find it cute. I didn't find it interesting. It was the worst acted thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It definitely and was I, that. I've seen bad student films and they're these are better than it, this like the acting was atrocious it wasn't supposed to be good like the acting what? wasn't supposed to be good <laughs> I David, well, that, no no wait no i want i want to hear nicole okay, defend okay. this go ahead you like you open up and it's like 1940s film noir kind of yes. vibe the acting in 1940s film noir was re like not good I feel like this is just a reflection of that. And obviously, since he's sitting across from a monkey, it's not supposed to be like anything. I mean, this is just my interpretation. I yes. never thought as an audience member that I was supposed to be thinking that this was supposed to be acted well. It was like, I don't know what what his, you know, obviously it was a passion project. This is This is obvious. But I never for one second was like, oh, we're supposed to think that this is good acted okay. and well acted. Like, so, I didn't take it seriously. I want to interject real quick. One thing um, that Twin Peaks is noted for is that half the cast seems to be serious actors and the other half seem to be kind of like doing these like really kind of like amateur hour performances. And 
Um, I've seen some discourse fans argue that that's intentional from Lynch that he directs he wants people to act poorly in his productions <laughs> it's like a very Lynchian um, trademark to have like stilted acting okay. I will say this does not make me want to watch any more David Lynch like I think 17 Definitely. minutes is a really good amount of time yeah yeah well it's like it's it's funny because like um i did i watched this movie this twice actually because i watched it the first time then i watched eraser head then i watched it again to be like okay is anything different and i think the thing that i've always really liked about the, the two david lynch things that i've seen is effectively that like it, you have to contort really hard to find meaning in it but the emotion of it is actually right on the surface these ideas of like loneliness longing despair anxiety like all those things are very readily available i felt all of those um, watching but the thing so is like, maybe he was successful but, but you see i think it's like i didn't feel those when watching this movie like as i said it was like a train going by it's like there was like and so when i'm listening to like when i was reading like critics reviews of it they're like this tense conversation like a it can't be tense because it's ridiculous b is like if you wanted to create tension you wouldn't have these long pauses and awkward stilted like conversations back and forth and three, like when people are saying, like, "Oh yeah, the film making, uh, filmmaking on display." I'm like, "What filmmaking?" Like literally, it was a shot, reverse shot, back and forth, over and over again. Occasionally, it was like disturbed, uh, disturbed by like a close up on a coffee cup. It's like there was nothing visually oh. going on. There was like to go. Yeah. So like, what is like, what was this amazing filmmaking that you were seeing? Yeah, and like, okay, so as an homage, because I want to go back to to a point Nicole made, which is 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 a good one as an homage to to earlier films mm. okay i i get that but that's so there's nothing innovative in this movie why by, by the way it was shot by the way it was done and the, the the thing you're talking about nicole i think the bad acting of that time is more a product of the time of the product of of the microphones were so awful back then of picking up sound that voices ended up being a lot deeper than normal or they'd be kind of off from from what you were expecting or sometimes a little bit higher like you you always get this like disjointed voice which i really got out of out of jack the, the when when jack spoke it really reminded me of like older films but i think that's more of a product of the time so it, things have advanced so far that if you want to create tension and you want to do an homage to something, I think he just created something that another individual easily can recreate, probably one of us, and like could just do that shot for shot. And that's just a filter. It's just an old timey filter that you can throw on your camera and you can do the same amount of dubbing that they did there. And it would just sort of work just as well so i just don't i just don't understand for someone who is a passion project why is this his passion project like what what was it out of this if we were supposed to feel tension i never felt bad only the tension of i have to talk about this like i don't i don't know what to say about this um i, I just didn't i didn't see anything in there that made me go wow this is like this is an example of of good something, and and I can get into crazy work. I mean, you're talking to a huge superhero fan, okay? Like I can get into crazy stuff. It's not all grounded. Like I I accept the fact that you're going to interrogate a monkey because that monkey did something, and we got to find out what that monkey did. But it, I I didn't know whether to laugh or to be serious or to take anything seriously because I was so distracted by David Lynch's poor acting. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, 
I can see why you would think that, Mike. But you're wrong. I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't. Know, <laughs> like, I don't know if I would say he's wrong. I just don't think that he. I, Mike. I don't th- like. I think that you need. To, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I just. I just Mike, I just people like, like you that got Twin Peaks canceled after season two. <laughs> well, because Twin Peaks was terrible. That's why. Oh, That's why I got canceled. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible show. It's it, Twin Peaks is an awful television show. It's terrible. Oh. Fine words, fine words. Ding, ding, oh yeah, that's I'm yeah I'm I'm ready to go a few rounds on this. Yeah, because can, like, can we bring the bell back out from the first? Uh, the from bell the never made it. The bell never made it. The bell didn't know, make it in. You guys know as as both fans of the show. Every time I tell Mike to edit a sound in, he never does. He never edits in my sound effects. <laughs> Well, I got to say, though, I made an effort this time. It just didn't work. I put it in, and for some reason it didn't, like, when I was overlaying the editing, it didn't stick in. Oh. So so we missed the sound. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was there. I did try. Yeah, this time I tried. Most of the times you're right. I just forget about <laughs> you it. Ignore I don't me. Note it. I ignore you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 Taylor. I know you don't listen to the show anyway. I'll put a bell in there. <laughs> but but I, I tried to, I made the effort, but the bell never made it into the first episode. So we haven't done it since. So Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm the first <laughs> right. person to admit that Lynch isn't for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. not everyone's going to dig it. But I just, I don't know. Sometimes you watch movies or you get into a piece of artwork or you read a read a book and you think, wow, like, I really wish I could just see the world from this yes. person's point of view. I would love to just be a little shrunken down pocket person living in David Lynch's breast pocket for a day and just see the world. This man practices um transcendental meditation and like he's an odd guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. wait (laughs) what he like he like does the type of meditation where like he he thinks he can like astral project oh (laughs) oh Oh. right that makes so much sense it does doesn't it like if you just know here, let me Google transcendental meditation. TM for I sure. Just, yeah, that's fine. And while you Google that, <laughs> can I just say that that you, Taylor, who who wants to live in the pocket of the man who can astral project, but you won't watch Doctor Strange? I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Like I. I, I. <laughs> Matt Mickelson is in it, Taylor. I want to live in his pocket too. That doesn't mean I want to watch a superhero movie. All right. I may have just over-exaggerated by saying you can astral project, but they do believe that there's a lot of, like, health benefits. Like, you can, like, um, by practicing this form of meditation, um, you can treat hypertension and stuff like that. But it's, like, it's, like, a pretty um, extreme type of meditation. So this just goes to show... You know, if, you know, clearly he, I mean, I've seen Twin Peaks and I've seen some of his stuff, like clearly he has a vision and he has a mindset and he has passion projects, his things that he wants to do. And yeah, he, his mind and the way he writes seems to work differently than other people. I can respect that 
I can respect it to the same level that I can respect the piece of art that's hanging in, in the, the art studio or the, wherever it is. And it's a white canvas with one red dot in the middle, right? Like it's, to me, it's, it's that level where it's not just not for everybody. It's not for a lot of people. The difference is he doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, I don't feel like any of his artwork is pretentious. He's like, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And I think where it, no, I, think I don't. I don't think you, if you make if you make a seventeen minute film that goes straight to Netflix about a monkey, you're not. You, I don't think you're pretentious because you're you're just doing your thing. I would I would agree. That's I love him. He's just doing his thing. Yeah, just living his best Lynchian life. Yeah, and it's it is interesting because like I do agree that Lynch is definitely an acquired taste and it is not for everybody. But like nothing about this was kind of what I like from the stuff that I've seen about from his things. And so that's the thing that I'm kind of having a hard time getting uh, getting uh, getting around because I really like his movies because they aren't they aren't like a high concept weirdness where you can't you can't describe them in a single sentence. Like you could not describe what happens in Mulholland Drive in a single sentence um, because there's just it's so many dissonant things that are all like vying for say for attention and you can like view it from different angles and get new things. The fact that this is literally just like I read the Netflix description the one sentence description and that's pretty much exactly what it was and i was like oh well i think i mean can we take this a little further i know i know we're you know you're trying to be polite there tyler it is just that one sentence like what else happens in this movie other than an investigator interrogates a monkey for 17 minutes well there was that chicken and the and the and the musical number that was my favorite part not gonna i forgot i couldn't believe i couldn't but when he broke into song i couldn't believe it the the only part that got a giggle out of me for the entirety thing was hearing this actor who I pro- think was probably David Lynch also voicing the monkey. Oh, no like, question. He's like mm-hmm. li- listening to him hit that low note with the flame at the end and it just like goes like really rounds out and like ho- like this hollow vibration. I was like, okay, that's that got a giggle. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm just somebody who watches his movies and watches plays and and wants to see you know people who can act and then it's the same of like when i watch a musical or listen to music i want the singers to be good like i don't know why that's such a weird concept um when it comes to certain <laughs> things but like, i just want i just yeah. want the actors to be good and i just want the singers to be good and i i, I because that's the point like that's the thing I don't understand because we've had this debate. I think Taylor and I were talking about this when La La Land came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, anytime like, we talk about a musical, that's true. You're right. What am I saying? I don't know why I had to qualify that. Every time we talk about musicals, of a musical. and normally I agree with you, Mike. Like if it's going to be a musical, why not just hire real singers? Well, that's the thing. Like that's that's what kind of comes comes out is like if if you. And maybe, maybe again, just part of the passion project that was David Lynch wants to start his own thing or no one would do it or I don't know. He was got on a budget. This was clearly made for a small amount of money, which I also appreciate. But like if you're going to do something and you want to say something, even if you don't take yourself seriously, if you want to create, why not create something that that does the bare minimum of what you're supposed to do? It would be like saying like, well, we're going to do this film, but we're not going to turn the camera on. We're going to do this acting and they're, they're not going to act well. They're, they're going to sing and they're going to sing poorly. So well, hold, what's the point? May, okay, let me just clar- clarify what you're you trying clarify. to say. I'm gonna, you clarify. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to get a drink of you're water. So, you clarify. You're so, you're so plucky this evening, Mike. <laughs> um, okay, just to clarify what you're trying to say, just so I can understand. So, yeah. so okay, you didn't 
like it because the acting was so poor, like deliberately poor. Is that what you're saying? Just that's so- part. Of, that's one of the reasons. That was my my specific point here. Okay. Was one of the reasons why I didn't like it was the acting was so poor. There's other reasons why I didn't like it. I have right. I have 17 minutes worth of notes as to why I didn't like it. But yes, the point I was trying to make there is something that I really like about theater, about movies, is the art of acting. Mm-hmm. Just like if I wanted to look at a painting, I want it to 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 be beautiful to me. And I can accept that beauty means different things to different people. I can accept that. But I don't think acting is the same thing. I think there's something tangible about acting, just like you can tell and you can hear if someone hits the wrong note singing-wise. Again, I think singing's the most. I think singing's the most thing of like, you're either hitting that note or you're not. But I do think acting isn't as far as there's an open interpretation. I think that the fact that all four of us say, yeah, it's bad acting. And then I think, Nicole, you said it was supposed to be. And that, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand why a filmmaker or creator would go, it's, okay, we're going to do something, but we're going to purposely make it bad acting. I don't understand why you would do that. I actually think, so it's interesting that you say that, I actually think that there is something to be said about going against what we think is as good acting. Because if you think about, to me, this, I mean, it's bad, but it's also like I'm impressed at it because he just doesn't take it seriously. And it's completely the it's like, opposite of everything that we see all the time, which is to me like like naturalistic kind of acting kind of just gets dull here and there. I mean, to a certain point, it also, it wouldn't have worked here at all. I think that it's almost more admirable in some cases if you, because like he looks silly, he's acting silly, he's not taking himself seriously, which is, you could argue that not be, like, completely not taking yourself seriously, not giving, you know, a care in the world about what anybody thinks of you as a performer is, like, the highest form of acting, if you wanted to get, like, cerebral about it. Because I didn't see any, like, pretentiousness. I didn't see any kind of holding back of any oddities on his part. And, like, that's, I think that's where I fall into the appreciation category on this i'm like oh wow like you really don't care i kind of like that it's the nicholas cage school of acting yeah <laughs> and like, yeah well oh sorry go Taylor. sorry i just i read when when i reviewed his vampire movie vampire kiss i was reading a lot about him and i read an oral history of the making of that movie and nicholas cage i don't think gets enough credit with how um to use like Nicole to use Nicole's world word so cer- he's very cerebral cerebral about his roles like it's not like Nicolas Cage just shows up and acts like he actually is putting a lot of effort to not give a natural performance mm. and maybe that's like that's lynch that's a lynch uh take on acting as well Mm-hmm. I think I think it definitely is because in like all of the movies that I've seen of his like you always get these usual like they're not the main performers but they're like kind of secondary characters who they just they're off like when they're interacting with you like with the character or the camera they like they're holding facial expressions for too long they're having too long of pauses they're saying weird things and jumping around and it does make you feel disoriented and uh, uncomfortable um specifically in those movies in this movie this never really made me feel disoriented or uncomfortable. It's like, um, and that's what I'm kind of getting at with my feeling about this movie is that like, I have no issue with any of the things that David Lynch does usually. 
Um, I just don't think any of them were used particularly well here. None of them actually evoked something is like other than just like a passing whimsy of like, well, that was 17 minutes. It's done now. Um, and I guess we're moving on as opposed to something like I watched like an hour and a half of a like even more ridiculous science fiction, black and white nonsense like movie. And I've even though I was like still like bereft of meaning by the end i had so much emotion throughout as like all these feelings and it's like in kind of connections to the absurdity that i see in like everyday life and it's just none of it's here it's like if this if this was like it's almost if this was a passion project then i'm 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 sad to say that i think this man has lost his passion <laughs> that's a funny way to put I it think, like i don't know i just had fun like it's same so- this hate for it like I don't I don't get it (laughs) you know it reminded me too a lot of um I don't know if you guys have seen I know that you all have reviewed um that Jim Jarmusch movie that you both hated the The dead Dead don't die die. the dead don't die but so when um like when he was first starting he was part of the no wave Taylor I feel like you probably know all this like the no wave era of cinema where I feel like it, like this particular short reminded me so much of that like everything is very absurd and and things you know aren't taken very seriously and the focus isn't is always is about like feeling and texture sort of more than what's being said or how it's being said if that makes definitely sense. you almost can i will say you almost can feel taste and touch the texture of things like this like that world building right yeah. which is something that david lynch i think does do well because he builds a world. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference, okay? The Dead Don't Die is a great example. The Dead Don't Die did not have bad acting in it, okay? It had a created way of speaking that was different. It had nuances and things within it that was bad. But all the characters in there, the actors may not be taking it seriously, but like the characters take it seriously within the world. Those characters believe this is our world. It's not strange for me to randomly read out of the script because that's me in this world. And I think that's something that this movie doesn't do well because I remember perking up when there was one, I don't even remember what the line was, but I remember it was just so good that I perked up and it was like, he just acted for one second. Like it was just, it's almost as though he came in and read the script. And and that's more what I mean of like, it just, when you create something, even if it's absur- absurd, like that really weird movie that M. Night Shyamalan did, The Happening, where, mm-hmm. where everyone was like, it's the worst acted movie ever. It's actually not. Because all the characters are taking it, it's serious for them in terms of this is my world that I'm creating. The actors might be like, whatever, but the characters take it seriously. They say things within it. They're serious within the world. And I I definitely got the sense that David Lynch sat down and went, okay, fine. I got to talk to a monkey for 17 minutes. When he wasn't forced to be there, he wanted to be there. This is his passion project. And I didn't, I just didn't feel the passion for this story, for telling why do we have to sit here and listen to this monkey and why does it have to be a monkey and what are you do trying to do here? And and I didn't get a sense of any of that. And maybe that's just what I'm missing from it. Kind of I think more probably similar to what you're saying, Tyler, is that I'm just I'm missing these things. And for one moment I felt like you did, and I, I wish I still felt like that. I wish the train had just gone by and I had forgotten about it. I think I'd be less sweaty. I think I I did feel the I think again I guess I really approached it as if I was watching a dream right mm-hmm. and like I don't feel like it lacked I don't think it was a passion project that lacked passion I think it he just had a lot of fun he had a story about a monkey that he wanted to tell 
and he had seven mean 17 minutes to tell it and was it weird and was the the voiceover uncomfortable and you know was it weird that it's just shot back and forth between them like yeah it was but <laughs> i don't think it was i didn't think any of that was bad or like i guess like i don't yeah, know it, it it's hard for me to i this for me was easier to watch than something like lost highway like in a way, this made more sense than a lot of his movies. I think that's I why I, didn't, I haven't seen that one. I didn't like. I didn't care to look away from this particular one. Whereas Mulholland Drive, I felt like okay, you know, I feel I feel similarly to you, Taylor. I also feel like the the way that it is acted, and you know, I really do believe that in that world, that is exactly how people act. You know, in the world of what did Jack do? Like, these are how, how the monkeys and the humans talk to each other. And this is how people are served coffee. I I didn't feel that there was any kind of... But again, like, I don't think I just... I, I just don't think I took it very seriously. And I think I, I just think I just truly just enjoyed the experience of just watching the absurdity that was happening. Yeah, and it's possible that I went into it like with the wrong expectation which is like that my one of the classic ideas is like when you watch a movie wrong mm-hmm. when you go in thinking to yourself oh it's going to be this thing and it takes you so long to like unplug from your initial track mind and like get into something else that you've already kind of it's too late it's gone um and so i can definitely see that it's that it's like it's just not to be meant to be taken seriously um in generally for me in in cinema as like adventures i will usually prefer someone to take something too seriously and even flirt with the idea of becoming pretentious um rather than someone to just kind of say we know you think that yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like well because i like the i really gravitate towards like a, a feeling of sincerity and a feeling of like someone actively trying to say something and when when the response is kind of like they they weren't meant to be taken too serious, it was like okay, well then what am I what am I doing here? Then <laughs> what was what was the what was the point of going to this effort if it wasn't meant to be actually like taken for anything other than seventeen minutes of time? Yeah, I guess I would just I would just like to know. Maybe it's just me and the way I, I watch movies. I would just like to know what the passion was behind this passion project because. I just, I, to me, it was watching a bad student film down to the awkward blocking of him leaving the room at the end. It seriously, it looked like the blocking that we would do in our youth theater company. So that's the, that's the problem I have. If I can recreate this thing, and maybe I will, maybe I'm going to get so fiery that over this whole you know, COVID stuff, I'm just going to recreate what would Jack do. And just like, not with for a any way, monkey. In a way, that's like a democratic... Uh, a democratic approach to art. I think it's great that David Lynch made such an accessible piece of media that if you, um, me, Nicole, or Tyler wanted to pick up one of our iPhones and make a movie, we could. Like, I don't see that as a bad thing. And my Soviet comrades in nineteen the 1920s would agree with me. That oh, yeah. The Soviet comrades agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> have you or have you ever been a card-carrying mer- member of the Communist Party? <laughs> right? But I, Nicole um, kind of alluded to it in the sense of what, what do we constitute good acting? What do we constitute good filmmaking? So there was a group. I think there's a lot of things. But there was, and- a, <laughs> Go ahead. There was a group of people, Soviet filmmakers, when 
cinema was first getting its legs essentially and they some of them some people argued that film should represent life and then other people argued no film is a brand new medium why it's so revolutionary why does it have to capture real life so i don't know like i guess (laughs) in a way i'm just i feel this in a way this film is liberating that it was just a dude and a monkey and a chicken and a camera. Why not? <laughs> and if you think about it, I mean, it's there is kind of a, an argument to be made because it was commissioned by like a modern art. I think it was Cartier. Um, so if they're coming, if they're funding it, if they're coming at it from like a modern art perspective, is there a difference between modern art and like what we perceive as film? Like, is there a difference in that? And is he doing something with that, with this short, if that makes any sense? I could also see it as a big F you to Cartier being like, oh, you want to give me (laughs) a lot of money to make a movie? This is what you get. That's like (laughs) with some people like David Lynch, who will never understand We'll never understand his thought process or his brain. We don't know what he what he was thinking when he went in to make this movie. I love it. I love his sense of whimsy and his approach to filmmaking and his approach to narrative. Like, ugh. It whereas Mike is getting angry, for me it makes me excited about movies. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love his storytelling. And I think it was it didn't take itself seriously, but I think David Lynch sincerely believes that this monkey was in love and out of his passion, murdered a man. I believed it. I thought it was a sincere performance, sincere emotions. Just happened to be a monkey. I agree. I have have (laughs) no problems with it being a monkey. I have, I have no problems with, with, uh, a certain absurdity and a certain whimsy and a certain world building and and creating things that are different. And I don't require every movie, and I don't actually think every movie that I like is is even remotely close to a facsimile of life. Um, but I still think there is something to be said for for the what what the medium you're choosing to use to tell a story, express an emotion, create passion project, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're doing and the reasons why you're doing every art commission. I didn't know that it was being commissioned for something, whatever that reason is you're choosing to use a medium that has certain things to it. And, and one of those is, is uh, yeah. Okay. One of those is, is cinematography. One of those is sound design and one of those is acting and one of those is blocking and staging and one of those is character creation and world building. And those are all part of what can make up a film. And I just on so many technical levels went, that was a really awkward movement. That was a really weird way to say that line. That had no emotion in it. What is that going on there? Why is there now singing? Why, like, what is happening here? What's going to take me in? And even as, even as walking past a, a piece of art, I would still be like, wait, what? what? And maybe maybe the fleeting emotion is closer to the way I should be feeling about this, where it's just like, eh, whatever, it's not for me. But I just, I just don't understand the why behind it on, on David Lynch's, like he could probably make anything. Now, I don't know about no this why. commission thing. Yeah, I, I'm not lo- I'm not digging too deep for a why just because like this is just it's just so highly stylized and so definitively Lynch that like 
I don't know. I, I don't even feel like he doesn't even need to answer why to, I mean, with this. He it's makes like, the point of it. not answering why. So that's why you got to go in with these things. Just with the, you got to go with the flow. Well, he, he, but he's created other things that are better than this. Though. Oh yeah. Like it's like, this isn't his best piece no. of work. And I'm not saying it is. So even on, even on that level, how does it rank for his stuff for, for, for those who've seen a lot of his, I've seen a very small amount, but I've seen some stuff, but for all three of you, like how would this rank for you of what you've seen of his? I've only seen half of Mulholland Drive. So I would, I like this better <laughs> right, than half yeah. of Mulholland Drive. So, but just also consider me out of this part of the conversation. Cause I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen I any of his stuff. This 17 minutes was still better of the episode of Twin Peaks where David Bowie was a tea kettle. Now I want to watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was, I've only seen, uh, as I said, Eraserhead and Mulholland Drive, and this was my least favorite of the bunch. Um, but it is funny because what uh, Taylor and Nicole are describing is like about this idea of like a being excited about a movie kind of breaking rules about um refusing to be defined by what we think makes a good movie i completely get that and i see that with as like that's a big reason why i actually liked the dead don't die and it's a big reason why i've liked a lot of david lynch's stuff because it has this feeling to it of like you won't tell me what needs to be film you won't tell me what needs to be art it's like and um to be able to see it just kind of in a very different light is nice um it's none of that that I have a problem with this one. It's just I feel like it's I it's kind of like I got pushed down a hill and I'm grabbing at a bunch of stuff to try and like stop my fall, but they just keep ripping out of the hill. There's nothing to grab purchase on. And so by the time I get to the bottom, I'm just kind of like that experience was nothing but just kind of confusion and <laughs> spinning because I love movies that try and push you to think about something differently. Um, I just can't fathom how this could have possibly been the one to do it i'm happy that it was though for is it for other people but it's like yeah just for me it was uh it was very much of a kind of like thumbs up to the tv it's like okay you do you man and then (laughs) move on (laughs) okay taylor you didn't like the dead don't die when we reviewed it i believe like i think we both were on the same page for that right yeah, I don't know if I was like a full on skip it. I might have. No, been. I don't think you were full on. I don't think you were full on skip it, but you were you were more near the bottom. Do you do you like what Jack? What what did Jack do better? Yes. Than the dead don't die. Yes. Correct. Okay. So. Why? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> because that because part. I because I would actually say I didn't like the dead don't die, but I to me the dead don't die did a lot of similar things than that than than this film, but, but at least did them better. Like Adam driver is, is quote unquote bad acting, but he does it better. It works for what, for, for the way he does it. And and I think it takes a really good actor to do something really poorly. So I just want to know why, why you like this so much more than the dead don't die. So like, I like weird. I think people on the, people that listen to our show probably know that. Um, and I just like, you know, unapologetically weird. The dead mm. don't die, in my opinion. It was it had me until it didn't have me anymore. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't weird in a good way. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is like zany. It was just like he made choices right. that I thought what <laughs> like to me, I would have liked it if it was just a traditional zombie movie. So the fact that he like right. broke 
you know, the broke the third wall or whatever. So in that, I feel like I liked it until he, until we figured out that, you know, Adam Driver knew he was making a movie, but Bill Murray didn't like that whole thing. I'm like, that's weird, but not in a good way. Like that would to me, right. like, what? <laughs> I didn't get that. Like that was a, a, I guess in a way it was, it was rule breaking, but it wasn't something I'm, I think always first, I privilege storytelling over any sort of technical aspects. If you're telling right. a good story, I can forgive a lot of things. Um, and with the dead don't die, I didn't like the story that they ended up telling. But so on a technical level, was it better than this movie? Yeah. Was the cinematography much better? Yeah. Was the sound design better? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I liked this story better. That's all right. You've said enough to calm me down. (laughs) (laughs) Between that and Nicole saying I can see where you're coming from, I'm good. Okay. I've got two sound bites that I'll just oh. listen to to put me to bed. <laughs> so I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I just I just find this so fascinating because this is like the the coolest aspect of is like of like talking about film and these type of things is because like everybody has like some invisible line that they draw on like when they're willing to like suspend their disbelief and when they're not. Mm-hmm. What is too weird? What is not weird enough? What is like uh, something that is pretentious versus what is something that's sincere and effortful? Like, and everyone kind of looks at it slightly different and it's not even like on like a spectrum because like it's not like you just draw a line and everything past that is is like you're like oh i don't believe that and everything before that is like you like we all kind of like pick and choose based on when it's hitting us and what are it's like going on in our life when we're willing to say like yes i am going to buy into this i'm going to buy into this detective trying to talk to this monkey although they're not really talking to each other and now he's singing and now he's screaming because there's a chicken. It's like, but I'm not willing to buy into Adam driver read the script before Bill Murray. Like this is, um, it's like, and <laughs> but like, I think, and I, I, but I think that's really cool. I think that's I like, that, yeah. that, that's amazing because what? it's like, for me, like when I'm listening to you talk about the dead don't die, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, to me, I had such a different experience with that movie, but I can completely see why you had the experience you did. And, um, so it's it's neat. Well, you bring up the you bring this point up with this line, and I think that's a really good way to look at it because the line is obviously movable, and that's why we and we've talked about it, and even I'll admit it. It's hard to judge what is good art because it's a fleeting thing, and the line moves for everybody. The only thing that I say, and I just keep coming back to it, and again, maybe it's just a me thing, but if I were to say Nicole, I'm going to paint you a picture, and then I hand her a photograph that is clearly taken that it was a the photograph. It's not a painting. It's a photograph. Like, and that's, that's where I sometimes get, get angry is once you start eliminating certain elements for me, it doesn't become film for me anymore. And it doesn't become like, to me, this, this is the same as this was a two hander play that you'd see on stage. I probably come out of it thinking very similar things, hmm. even though I think I'm willing to accept certain more absurdities from plays because there's, there's a certain element of that world. I mean, because I studied it, I'm more, I don't know what it is, but there's certain things on stage I'll accept that I, that I don't like in film, but I still think I'd come out of this two-hander with a lot of the same feelings. But I do want to say, I get exactly what you're saying, Tyler, and I do agree. And I think that it's totally fine to have completely different opinions. And this is what I like about film the most is when we can all disagree about it, but still have watched somehow the same movie. You must not be a Beckett fan, huh, Mike? Um, I I like some Beckett. I'm not a huge fan. 
I don't get, I don't, I ne- even like studying it, I was never into Beckett and I took a lot of grief for that. There's some elements of Beckett I like. Like there's some moments and there's some, like whenever we did scene studies and we break down a play and we just do like, like I don't think I would watch an entire Beckett play, but if we broke down a scene and talked about it, there's lots of things in there that I, I think I would like and that I did enjoy and that we get into. But no, I would say I'm not the biggest Beckett fan. <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back at it. but that's also like again. I want to say I don't like. I we've talked about this before. I don't think I've seen a musical on 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 a film that I've I've liked. But but I will I will go see a musical on stage, almost any musical, any day of the week, because it's different. Stage and screen are different elements with completely different aspects to them. And what you use and how you use that medium, yes, is what makes it creative and different and interesting. But there are things that work on stage. Cats works on stage. It does not work in film. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And a lot of it was the choices that were made by who I don't even remember the name of the director, but that director, who I think also did Les Mis. He did, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So that director, the choices he made within the the film medium he had is what made it not good and made it not work. And that's that's for me where I, I start to have a disconnect and, and not like what I see. I will say that what kind of trouble can you get into and like uh, thinking that that your film or your photography or your art needs to stay within its own lanes of its own medium if that makes sense like you know you say I'll draw you a picture but I hand you a photograph but like does it because it's not the thing that you exactly said does it completely erase the experience of the art for you? Does that? I don't does think. No, sense? it doesn't have to. No, it doesn't. And, and I do know exactly what you're saying. And no, it doesn't have to uh, change mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I would. I would never say to like once I hand it to you. If mm-hmm. you Nicole said back to me, no, this is a photograph. I would say no. It's. I would never say no. It's a painting. Like that's that's more. I, I'm more talking on a technical level. Does it have okay. to? If that photograph says something. And it's beautiful and it's interesting. Even if it's not beautiful, it's ugly, but it says something or I needed to take it. I needed to give it to you for this particular reason. And I feel fulfilled because I delivered it. Regardless of the reciprocal experience, yes, I think that can fulfill me. As an audience member, I'm looking for that give and take. Like they they used to say a play can only happen when there's one audience member because you need the give and take. You need someone to give, give something and someone to receive it. So that's, does it have to interfere with it? No, it doesn't. But I would never then fight someone saying, no, 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 this is a painting. I painted this, even though it's clearly a picture I took. Yeah. It's like, and for me, it's like if you're going to like deviate and like and break molds and stuff like that and like take away things that we expect to have, you've got to fill them back in with something of like value and interest. It's like um, the 2014 Godzilla movie where they took Godzilla out of most of the movie. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea, because then when you see him, it's more impactful. But then they didn't fill it with anything of value. So you're just spend 30 to 40 minutes waiting for the thing that you came to see to show up again. And it's kind of like, I feel that's with some of these movies that really like, they're like, yeah, we took all these things like good acting and dynamic camera work and like all this stuff out of it. And you're like, and you put back in 
A monkey. Uh, a monkey. A monkey. <laughs> worked for me. Like you put in hilarious dialogue. You put in like this wild CGI monkey mouth. You gave him a suit. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you filled it in enough. It's just so. It's just so interesting. Like. Like you guys were saying, it's just interesting that you can be served the same thing, and then yeah. your your art line or like your line of tolerance for the absurd completely moves based on what it is you're willing to be for open sure. to. Yeah. Oh, and for me, it's not that I'm not open to that stuff. It's no, just like yeah. it wasn't. It didn't have any value to me. Like it didn't replace right. what I wanted. Like it was. Uh, like yeah, you. He's like you took away this thing and you gave me a, as like a monkey. I'm like, oh, that's cool. This reminds me of season one and two of Friends. It's like it's, it looks very much similar to that to that that monkey. So like okay, cool. we're 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 right at the end here. We gotta we gotta rate these films. So Taylor, give us your rating. It's a stream it. Oh, that surprised me. Okay, Tyler. Um, for me, it's a skip it. Nicole, is see it still a, an option? Absolutely. I say yes. see it. There you go. <laughs> and I say and I say skip it. Um, as I mentioned, we only actually had about half the people in our movie club fill out our uh, our return votes. Um, so 80% said skip it, uh, 20% said airplane it, and zero said stream it, zero what? said see it. Yeah. I feel Ouch. so betrayed. 20% said airplane? Why would you this, watch yeah, it on an oh. Don't watch it on an airplane. No, because like the, you need something long on an airplane. Like you could I be like. I think people understand the airplane. <laughs> Taylor, can you quickly re-explain the airplane? Well, because air- you really invented this. An airplane stream. It's like you wouldn't necessarily watch it at home, but you need to kill some time on a transatlantic flight. So, so you pick something that is palatable. And maybe you'll kill a couple a couple hours. It was a nice viewing experience, but you're probably never going to return to it again. So one yeah. example is Sing. I watched that on a flight. I don't really remember the plot points. Will I watch it again? No. Was it enjoyable? Yes. But, you know, <laughs> it was fine for what it was on an airplane trying to kill some time. There you go. That's that's how you airplane it, everybody. Yeah. Um, but we're at the end. Th- thank you to all three of you for this conversation. I thought it was great. I think this is a great way to talk about film. No um, one and is going to go watch a Lynch movie now. No. Like, okay. You should definitely go watch Eraserhead. If it's like anybody and everybody, go okay, watch is that, that. Is that Eraserhead? Is that no, the one Blue you're suggesting, Todd? If you have to Blue watch, Velvet? I, in my opinion, if you have to watch a Lynch film, start with Blue mm-hmm. Velvet. Okay, so we got cool. Blue Velvet and we got Eraserhead, our two Lynch films to start with. There you go. We got a little bit of Lynch uh, love at the end uh, at the end of this. So there you go. Um, but as I've said, we're at the end of the episode. Next week is our final movie club uh, movie, and Nicole picked it, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm really excited um, for this one. It's uh, available on CBC Gems, so definitely make sure you can still join our movie club. Go to our website for more information. Otherwise, uh, we'll talk to you next week. If anyone's left, go stream some movies.